There's a drive in Kelly for like serious self-worth. Get curious about sex. I'm not only going to woo my partner, but I'm going to woo myself. And then meditate. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a monk. You're not always in control. And it was like pride, not have periods, not have emotions. I'm going to need to feel everything. I found in those shattered pieces my truth. We're just piling more shame and judgment on top of the original problem. You're sick. Your body's revolting against you. Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus. These are things that can be simmering on you that you don't know. And they're the trigger for your problem. Making the connection between your mind and your body, your emotional needs. That is how we heal. You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Can I just be honest with you guys for a second? I am very, very grateful to not have children right now. I have two dogs and they are keeping me plenty busy, driving me plenty crazy and having to clean the house 24-7 because we never leave. So when I had an opportunity to talk to my dear friend, McLean McGown, about how she is parenting right now, I knew that this would help so many moms and dads out there. And it would also bring some perspective and education around what it takes to parent in less than ideal circumstances, which we are in. So thank you, McLean, for being here, for mothering all the mothers out there. If you guys haven't listened to McLean's podcast yet, Mother the Mother is absolutely incredible. McLean is a postpartum doula and is just tapped in across the board what it entails through birth, postpartum, what to do with your kids, how to manage yourself, how to find clarity, sanity, meditation, quiet, peace for yourself to fill your cup so you can show up for your kids and your families. I love this conversation. I'm so grateful for her to have joined us as a part of the Soulfire Online Retreat Series. So when you're done listening to this episode, be sure to head over to Mother the Mother, subscribe, leave a five-star review. And if you're a mom, please let McLean know how she helped you and ask her any questions. She is the absolute best. All right. Enjoy this one. Will you sage me virtually? Oh my God. I'm virtually saging you. I need it. I need it. That's so pretty. Oh my gosh. Oh, we have, we have two people joining us, Cassie and Sam. Hi. Um, so my saging mama. Saging. How are you surviving Hi. the shitstorm? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's really day by day, um, sometimes hour by hour. And, you know, I do feel, you know, there's that saying kind of going around right now where we've been preparing for this our whole lives. And I do kind of feel that way. I mean, it's weird. Like this past just couple months, I've been like, I want to be homeschooling my kids. I want to, I want to actually move all of my business online. Mm -hmm. Like these were like real to do's in the last three to six months. And so that's all happening. Um, and seemingly, you know, kind of overnight. So, um, you know, I think like we were saying before we started recording, I feel so lucky and so blessed in many ways. We love our home. We just I can get out for walks. Um, I love being with my kids and I love my partner. You know, I think 
there's, I have a lot of empathy and kind of every day I get that like little gut punch for all the people that are really suffering right now and like maybe don't like a lot of their lives. You know, I think that's something we're going to really see on the other side of this is there's so many ways in which, and we all do it in little or small ways, but where we really aren't showing up in our lives or our authentic, our authentic lives. And that's going to be shook up. And I just feel for a lot, a lot of people because, you know, moms are not used to being with their kids all day now. We're used to schools. We're used to help. We're used to nannies. We're used to babysitters. We're used to extracurriculars. And, you know, especially for moms that have like difficult relationships with their kids, it's like you're being triggered now all day long without the space to tap out. And, um, you know, that's something I really work on every day is not getting to that point of, you know, we've had two weeks now to like kind of figure out the first week. I feel like we were just like, this is kind of fun. And like, let's just figure it out. And then last week I was like, okay, getting on a schedule. Cause I cannot deal with that. Well, and then last um, night we hear it's going to last for another month. So I'm sure you're like, um, <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I've heard like three months, you know? I've oh yeah. Heard, I believe that. Like, I don't think my oldest Jemima is going back to school and I don't know if the baby will even go back to play school. Um, this year. So, um, you know, I feel like maybe in a couple more weeks, it'll be more streamlined, but I think each day it's just been like really figuring it out. My husband's working full-time hours. So he's pretty much working eight to 6 PM from home. Um, and so it's up to me to really fill in the, the school hours. And, you know, we're just every day I'm kind of like changing it up a little bit. And then my baby is on a new sleep schedule. So we're changing that up. How old is she? Um, two and a half. Yeah. I mean, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So we're experimenting with like quitting the nap, even though she's pretty young to quit the nap. But then if I don't quit the nap, then she's going to bed at like 10 PM. And that's when I really go mental because then I have just zero time to myself and that's not good. Um, so like yesterday I realized, okay, so even I mean, this sounds so little, but like even for her nap, maybe today, what I'm going to try is putting her in the stroller and getting my walk in for that time. And then maybe she'll nap a little bit in the stroller, but we're not going to do like a long, long nap. So I just feel like every day it's like finding these new ways of being, um, supporting my partner through it. I mean, he's feeling really stressed. He's in corporate and, you know, they had to lay someone off this week. I mean, it's just very weird. It's very weird and wonky times. So the biggest things I feel like for women and moms is just meditation every day, even if it's two minutes, literally. And I'm offering that just a couple of times a week as a mom meditation. So even if you have kids crawling all over you, it doesn't matter. It's just sitting, showing up, creating some space for yourself. What time and, are those at? Um, so far they're 1130 and I'll post on Instagram. I'm mother, the mother. Um, so the, I was trying last week, five days, but that's just a little insane <laughs> with wrangling my kids. Yeah. Cause like, I've, you know, it's just a lot, which sounds crazy mm -hmm. to like, not for 30 minutes to be difficult, but it's true. Um, so I think this week I'm going to do Tuesday and Wednesday. Cause I'm also doing a lot of different lives. I mean, what's cool is we are as a community really working together now. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think exercise, I realized yesterday when I was about to like lose my mind I have to get my walk in because the walk is totally my meditation it always has been since I was a teenager if I get an hour walk I'm a different person mm -hmm. 
So um, making that a priority. So you have been posting the best fucking memes of all time. <laughs> memes are giving me You're life. You're so next literally. level. I love it. I don't have kids. I like to think I have children because I have two dogs, which one of them is a four-month-old puppy. So, so cute. practically a child. Um but I still, for some reason, resonate with everything you're sharing. And I, like, spit my water out at the, at the phone sometimes. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But I don't know if you shared this. It is not that funny, but it kind of is. But it's not homeschooling. It's quarantine no. schooling. Yes. These are two very yes. different things. And very I think different. that, you know, for the type A control freaks, if I had a child right now who I had to homeschool at this moment, I would be like, okay, here's the schedule and here's yeah. math time and here's reading time. We're going to do all these things. And then you realize like there's a whole global crisis and pandemic going on. And yeah. depending on the age of your child, they may be relatively aware or they hear you and their uh, other parent talking about it. And so they're like, hmm, this isn't normal. This isn't normal mm-hmm. school. We can't go anywhere, really. How is it yeah. different homeschooling versus quarantine schooling and the rigidity at which parents can approach this? Right. Good question. So I really saw this the first week where I have friends that were like, you know, texting me their schedules, super, super dialed in and different schools are doing it differently too. So a lot of them are like zooming call, you know, zoom calls all day long, like a very strict curriculum. Our school didn't do that. I mean, they're trying to kind of pick it up. Um, we're also at a public school that doesn't necessarily matter in that, in this conversation. Um, cause some of the public schools are being more rigid. Um, but a lot of kids are like six hours a day right now. Um, that first week I was just like, I'm not really going to worry about it that we got sent home with packets. So it was kind of amorphous, like here's a study block. Here's a study block. Let's go out for scooter. And then getting into the second week realized we needed more structure, just actually more so for me. So I knew I had work times and we did make a schedule where it was, you know, breakfast, wake up time. Cause we were kind of sleeping in at first if the baby would let us or let my older one sleep in a little bit longer but we just realized as a family, we need to be on more of a shared schedule. So um, now we're doing blocks. So it's like breakfast, uh, jump into a little bit of work when my daughter has focus. Then we'll take like a scootering break for 30 minutes. Then we'll come back, do um, like I try to do math and some sciences in the morning. And then um, exercise, lunch, and then I usually would nap with the baby. Now we'll see, like, given the nap situation, and my oldest would just read for the rest of the afternoon. She's an avid reader, so she's reading, like, two hours a day of books. I'm like, she's fine. This is the other thing. This is kind of a side talk a little bit, too, is that I think we're, we have a really interesting view of what learning is, and kids learn all day long if we support them. So this is actually an incredible opportunity to just take walks outside, look at the leaves, pick the leaves up, make mandalas with flowers, you know, talk about the birds, um, looking at the sky, like just learning outside the box. It's not about worksheets, you know? And I want to start an herb garden with my kids. Again, it's something I've been wanting to do. So I'm on to-do list. So now is a really great opportunity. We can research what would grow right now um, and and make, make it a classroom. But I do totally feel you because a lot of women and moms like really need that structure just to know what the day looks like. Um, and again, I was like, I was just saying is that the first week it was kind of just like, whatever, well, you know, and the last week it was like, okay, we need to actually get on much more of a squ- schedule, but homeschooling, you know, is not this, you go to classes, you go to extracurriculars, especially in LA, there's so many new homeschool hubs 
Um, and a lot of them are just as much as private schools. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. Um, you can do STEM school, you can do dance school, you can do all sorts of different things. And so that's, that's kind of what I've been thinking about and interested in is how can we really foster um, what my daughter loves to do and really is inspired to do. I think too, it's, and I, I like that you're thinking outside the box. I think a lot of people may feel like they're doing their kids a disservice if they're not mm-hmm. focusing on the specific curriculum. And no matter what grade they are, it's like, okay, but we missed the second half of the year. And right. then what happened? I don't actually know. Cause I don't, I'm not in school. I don't have kids in school. What's going to happen if kids don't go back to school, they're in third grade, they didn't learn the second half of the year's curriculum. And then they go on to fourth grade. Are we making up for what they were supposed to learn this year? Right. That's a really good question. And I think we're going to have to be figuring that out as we go. I mean, there's definitely going to have to be a lot of leeway um, in seeing what next year holds. But I think just taking that pressure off. I mean, I think this applies to every aspect of life right now is just taking the pressure off. This is not normal. And I think that's our human tendency is like, okay, this is weird and we're in a pandemic, but like, let's get back to normal. And I think the real medicine in this time is there is no normal. We don't need to go back to normal because normal is what got us into this position. So it's really looking at new ways of being. And I think that's what's so important. I've been talking to a lot of my mom friends and clients about right now is the time to slow down is now like this, this is the time. And we get freaked out about like, Oh my God, is it another month? It's another three months, but it does like today is what we have. And so allowing for the lessons and the downloads to come in because if we don't slow down enough we're actually wasting this time you know because we're we're stuck we're in it so we might as well actually do the work and then get to the other side because if we all collectively do that we're going to be showing up in a much wiser and better way on the other side of this yeah when are when are we ever I mean I can't imagine another pandemic in the next 20 years god willing that doesn't happen again right so when are we ever going to have this time again? And so many of us, I was on a call yesterday with Christina Rice, who you know, and she was saying, she was like, I have been begging for five days to just get my shit together and not have to focus on other things. And now I obviously have much more than five days, but Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity to do the garden with your children, to go on the walks, to focus on nature, to have family time, maybe family dinners. If your husband is in corporate and you do this and you guys are constantly trying to like piecemeal time together. And so it's not going to be forever. When are we going to have this opportunity again? And I just think that stepping into a state of gratitude and perspective rather than, oh shit, my life is over. I'm stuck here. I have no choice. I just don't think that that benefits anyone. It doesn't. And that's, it's just such a good point because, you know, I, I really hate that term like left behind, you know, I read something like this generation of kids are going to be left behind. It's like, it's been two weeks. Like, why are we even putting that pressure on children in school and production? You know, it's just, it's adding to so much stress. And on that tip, you know, I've always been very open talking to my daughter about stuff. That's just our style. And I, 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 you know, you have to know your kid and what they can handle, but I just know from my own perspective, when I wasn't given information, I fill it in with like mystery and like all my neuroses, right? It's like, if I have the information, I feel like I I can deal with it. You know, I can take ownership. And so she's not scared. You know, I don't see her exhibiting a lot of anxiety, even with the baby, you know, because she's like, why am I not seeing my friends? I'm like, they're germs. And like, we kind of talk through that. And, you know, she's perplexed, obviously. 
But um, even if you have newborns and babies, you can always speak to your children. And I do think energetically they get it because if you're super stressed and anxious right now, your kids are 1000% feeling that. So as moms, it all trickles down from us, you know? And so the more work that you can do, and at the same time, like don't blame yourself because we don't have a lot of time to do our work, but you can, you can make choices throughout the day that serve your family. Yeah. I, I noticed that. I mean, just even with Connor, uh, we're very sensitive people, not that he would admit that, but he definitely is. And he's a projector. So he takes on my energy. I'm a manifester. So talk about different ends of the damn spectrum. Um, he's a projector. That's cool. Yeah. But he, he definitely takes on my energy. And so I notice that if I'm chaotic, he can be fine. And then all of a sudden he becomes chaotic and then like, it's a total Mm -hmm. shit storm at home. And so I've really been working on acknowledging that and knowing that we're, we just operate differently. And my role is to to stay grounded. And if I'm not grounded, to not put that on him, but to take a step away. So yesterday yeah. I was feeling super anxious and I yeah. went upstairs to our meditation room and I cried and I journaled and I listened to music mm-hmm. and I saged and I just let all that energy out upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then I came down like a new person and I didn't put any of that on him. I just excused myself from being with him and then came back when I was ready. And I was like, oh, wow, this didn't ruin our day at all. It actually made it better. And I think we can do that, whether it's with our partner, our friends, our children. It's just, I need a break, whether it's a two-minute meditation or I need to go take a nap for a second. You guys read, like have your moment so that you can come back in a different energy because there there is really no escape in a lot of ways. And we're in, we're, I wouldn't say necessarily in control, but we're in control of our own actions and our responses to things. And this is where we can take our own personal responsibility. Totally. I love that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And as moms, you know, like we don't do a lot of screen time, but like screen time (laughs) right now is fucking medicine. Like would I need it like 15 minutes to have a work call or just go meditate because I'm about to lose it. It's like, it's saving grace. And I mean, I had that same thing last night. I was like, you know, you just like energetically, I know like my Scorpio and I'm just like, I'm about to like decimate right now. And so, and I don't like that. Like we don't fight a lot. Like that's just not our dynamic, but it's like, I just was like, it's, it's about to get bad, you mm-hmm. know? Like, so I'm going for this walk now. Yeah. It has to happen. And on the human design, I'm a generator, but I'm all open. Mm. Like all my centers are open. So I just feel everyone's stuff all day long. So the walking is like, literally the way I see it is just like, releasing that like it actually has to leave my body yeah Kristen just uh said Disney plus is life right now <laughs> oh yeah I love these said my husband works at Disney oh <laughs> uh, exactly yeah and I think yeah, we have it yeah I think it's also so important to not step into a, a place of judgment of what's going on in your home so mm-hmm. someone like you you're a very holistic parent in so many different ways and I think that you could easily step into judging yourself. I'm not doing a good enough job, keeping my kids entertained, keeping them calm. How dare I let them have more screen time than I would in normal circumstances? I'm a bad mom. You know, and we, we all go to as women, I'm a bad mom. I did a bad job. I'm failing. And this is not the time for judgment. So many people are in survival mode, whether you're handling it really well or you're freaking the fuck out. It's still survival mode because we are in a crisis. So I think ease and grace with yourself is one of the most important practices for all of us. And I also think that's why this is happening globally is because we have to show up for ourselves with more ease, more grace, and a slower approach to life. Yep. 
Totally. Yeah. And there is so much beauty that is coming from this, you know, like I can't wait to see friends now. Um, I can't wait to plan my live, like in home things again and events. Like, I feel like I'm going to be showing up in a, in even a, a more joyful way, you know, and, and what it's even happening, what's happening in nature, you know, like the sky feels differently, you know, mm-hmm. it's really, and across the world. I mean, it's not just here. Yeah. Um, so I think there are so many pluses that will come from it and it's going to be scary. I mean, it's change is scary. We don't like it historically as humans, we do not like change. So especially when it's forced upon you. Mm-hmm. So I think if we can kind of get over that hump of like, you know, fighting this confinement, then we can actually really allow for the beauty to come in and just, and just being patient. Like it's been two weeks, you know, like it's, it hasn't been a long time for our minds to wrap their heads around what's happening. Mm-hmm. I obviously with your business and being a postpartum doula and working with families, you're not able to show up for your clients now. And I know, uh, you know, you have the podcast, which is serving so many incredible women. Um, and you also were moving a lot of your stuff online. How have you gone about reevaluating the structure of your business and how you want to serve people moving forward? Yeah. So I'm so grateful that I was already on this trajectory because I feel like if, if I was doing this 180 right now, I would be freaking out a lot more. Um, I had already kind of gotten to this vision of wanting to move online because I want to be spending more time with my kids. And so she um, said a month ago, I know, right. <laughs> Next month I'm like, we're back to live. Yep. We're back to live. Can um, too. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, postpartum work is incredible and it's completely my life's calling. It's so intense. Like even my friends that dabble in postpartum, they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you do this full time because it's, you're literally showing up in women's lives, the most vulnerable. I'm basically like a marriage counselor and doing all the cooking and the body work. And it's, again, I'm open center. So I feel so much that the mom's going through and I've been through it twice. And so that's what makes me good at my job. And it's also, it's makes the job really challenging. So I kind of went through six months where I was working so, so much. And then um, I, w- I wasn't having the energy to come home and make the meals that I'm used to making for my kids. And I wasn't getting the time I want to meditate. And so I was like, what am, what kind of what's happening? You know? And I think as moms, we're always in this point of restructuring and the, our priorities shift, you know? So I was like, I need to figure out other ways to make money while still doing the postpartum work, but also really showing up for myself and my family, how I want to, cause that's like bottom line, that's, you know, top priority. So what it looks like now is I'm doing coaching calls, which I've started, but I'm amping that up. So if you're pregnant and you're going into a birth, especially in California right now, you cannot, in most hospitals, you cannot have a doula or even your partner with you. So that's really intense. It's really intense going into your birth, knowing that you're not going to be supported in the way that you thought you were. So working with even partners going through this, like what are the expectations? How can they stay connected? What's a mantra or affirmation that they can be working on together? So when they're both separated, but in labor, how they can, you know, energetically support each other. Um, Also working with women during their pregnancy on what their postpartum is going to look like now. I am offering postpartum packages. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be is an amazing healing, you know, as it usually is, but it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I can give you all the sits bath information, the meditations, the recipes. It's just not going to be like the Abiyango oil massage. Um, and there's so much healing with touch, you know, but at least it's something. So it's really looking at the coaching through pregnancy. Um, I'm, I'm trained birth doula, but I don't do birth doula work as my work. Um, so kind of like everything except the birth, I'll, I can be there to support and then postpartum and then on into motherhood. I, I love doing motherhood coaching calls. Cause like we really need it right now. Mm-hmm. We really need the support, even if it's 30 minutes or an hour a week, even if it's just once a week or once every couple of weeks to have someone that you can really, you know, vent to and have feedback about how you can be supported better. Mm-hmm. If someone gets recipes from you, can they make them now while they're pregnant and then freeze them freeze. and then have them after? Yeah. That's amazing. Totally. Yeah. And you know, a lot of things are easy too. like get your bone broths. You can freeze those, um, any broths, veggie broths, soups, stews, you, you know, pack your freezer full. I mean, fresh food is always better, but it's better to have great high quality frozen food than shitty real food, you know, yeah. present time food. So that's definitely something. And just getting your pantry stocked, even, you know, a couple of months with your spices and your beans and your rice and all that kind of stuff. So I just had this like horrific vision in my head. And so it makes me, it honestly makes me want to throw up thinking about this going into birth without Mm -hmm. my partner. It's like the thing I think even more so than getting married is the thing that I most look forward to. Mm -hmm. And would most want support in that moment. And then all of a sudden you can't have that at all. How, how can someone wrap their mind around this situation and be okay? So first of all, if anyone's listening that is pregnant, I just want to make the intention that nothing I'm saying now is in any way flippant or like spiritual bypassing because I'm not going into birth for the first time right now or the second time or the third time. So I don't truly know what this feels like for you guys. Um, However, if I can like kind of pull myself out and look down, I think that nothing kind of happens by coincidence. And I feel like the souls that are coming in now are so powerful and they're so strong and they're coming in to help save this world. And there are no coincidences, there are no mistakes. So just really owning that power, like you're bringing this soul into this world now in divine timing and really trusting that, you know, and it's hard to trust that because we're used to controlling everything. Birth is always already the greatest mystery. It's like birth and death, greatest mysteries. The more we try to control them, the more insanity we create. So just knowing too that you can have, the best birth team and your birth still does not at all look like what you thought it was going to look like. You know, I mean, I would say eight times out of 10 births go very differently than expected. Mm -hmm. Um, and not always negatively, just like different, like, Oh, didn't see that one coming. Um, that's more the norm. So just also knowing that as a woman going into this, you're birthing. So even, you know, doula supports amazing. Your partner supports amazing. Your doctor that you love is really important or at least like a lot. Midwifery care is incredible. Like all these things make the foundation really strong. And at the end of the day, you're birthing your baby. And I think that's a really important 
important point because I think we get so hung up in this and the more like doula education we're learning about we think oh if I get that support team my birth is going to go how I want and I know that because that's how I felt <laughs> like I've got, I'm getting the, the best team like I'm going to get that home birth I'm going to get what I want and it doesn't work that way so also just knowing maybe this is your like rite of passage you know to go through this fire solo and by yourself you've got if you know if you believe in a higher power you have that connection you have your partner sending you all that love beaming all that love and it's an opportunity for your partner to show up in a new way too mm -hmm. a lot of my doula friends are on zoom or facetime with their clients so they're getting that support i mean yeah it's different it's not ideal but at least it's support and you're hearing a voice that you love you know? during the birth during the birth oh my god zoom during birth yeah, <laughs> I know. I wish uh, I bought stock in Zoom before all this hit. Can you same. imagine? Zoom, Slack, all oh that. God. So ridiculous. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just, it's always an opportunity to do this work when you're pregnant, but now it's like, it's like fast track, you know? It's like spiritual work times a million mm. to really take ownership. A lot of women are now looking at home birth as an option because- you know, it sucks to have to go into the hospital right now. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I think I would probably do a home birth yeah. if I was in this situation. And that's a whole other, you know, real like wrapping your head around like, okay, that looks real different because drugs are not an option. Like you're literally saying drugs are not an option. Um, and it's a, it's a fierce fire to go through. I mean, I've done both. So the first I was trying to do a birth center, natural, uh, non-medicated birth ended up having to transfer to the hospital, ended up getting an epidural. And then the second baby I had a home birth and like, it's fierce, like it's fierce. Um, and all birth is, and you know, in their each unique ways. And at the end of the day, again, taking any judgment off because how you birth your baby is just one part of your motherhood, you know, mm -hmm. and you're birthing your baby. However it comes like yeah. it's no walk in the park. However, <laughs> however that human comes out of you. Well, and to know that it's not the first time someone has given birth without a partner and you yeah. can do this. Like women okay. are built for this. We are so strong and so amazing and so powerful and fierce. Like you keep saying, and to know that you have the ability yeah. given the circumstances and this isn't a mistake and it's it's okay. And you're okay. And there's nothing wrong with this. Your baby's not going to be screwed up because the plan didn't go Mm -mm. as you wanted it to. Totally. And I think watching really um, inspiring things like the business of being born and they're, I mean, you could literally go on Netflix and they're a handful of documentaries around birth, Ina Mae Gaskin, home birth, free birth. Um, free birth is really cool because it's just moms going out in the woods or at home, but usually kind of out in nature birthing their babies solo mm -hmm. with, you know, choosing not to have their partner around. Um, you know, and a lot of times you may not even want your partner around, you know, I think a lot of people feel like they need their partner there. Um, and it can backfire. So also like maybe it is your journey and even more powerful to not have your partner there. Um, cause they're having their big feelings and you know, not, especially not every male partner <clears throat> is not synced in to be the support that you need during birth. I mean, you know, they always say it is women's work. Like that's where the, the whole, doula work has really come into existence is having just a female presence with you, even if they don't even do much or say much statistically does, um, 
reduce your pain and speed up the birth and all of that. So even just having them virtually with you. um, And I love that idea of like an affirmation or mantra. So you just have that connection. Yeah. So you, I respect you so much and I just think the world of you spiritually and just the way you approach life and and the honesty that you share, but the groundedness that comes along with that. I just, I admire you so much for that. I would love beyond motherhood and parenting in this moment, I would love for you to share what you feel is happening across the globe and how that's showing up for you. Mm. Thank you. First of all, I love you. Such a good question. Um, and I, I, it was so early and I'm wasn't organized. I didn't have my phone near me, but there's a, there's a great article that I read yesterday, Charles Eisenstein, which maybe we can post the link up. <clears throat> it's called the coronation. And it's a very, very long essay, but it's, it really put down on paper what's been in my mind. Um, because at the end of the day, we don't know what's happening. Also, think if you're a researcher and a very conscious person that's trying to figure out like what's really going on in our world. Um, there's a lot of Intel. There are a lot of conspiracy theories. There are a lot of government issues going on, um, different medical mandates. Um, there are a lot of laws during this quarantine that, um, are laws that are in place that are pretty, anti-American, pretty anti-liberty. Like there's, there's a lot going on. I'll just say that. And like, I don't, I'm no expert. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. And I highly recommend reading that article because it just speaks to it. And he has no idea. And he's this brilliant man. And I love that, that he's like, I don't know. We, none of us know. Like, let's just admit that. Like, can we globally just admit we don't know what's going on? Um, because so many experts, quote unquote experts are speaking to what they believe, or at least they want us to believe is actually happening. So I think it's a really interesting point of, we got to come back to ourselves. We have to find our own truth. We have to find what we believe. I mean, there's a whole, there's a huge discussion going on about what even viruses are Mm -hmm. and how we judge viruses may not be accurate at all. You know, there, so like the medical system is really being questioned. Um, some people don't question it at all, believe everything they're reading in the media. Some people question everything. And like, we're all, most of us are kind of in between. So it's very destabilizing. And there have been moments last week where I was starting to go down a certain rabbit hole and um, some of my deeper kind of beliefs are different than my partner. And so I'm also like, I just can't energetically afford to get in fights right now either. So it's kind of like holding things I'm researching, discussing certain things with friends, but mostly just kind of spiritually digesting it. Like, what are my beliefs? What do I really believe deep down? What do I want for my kids? Um, I think if you do have children, like we are getting deeply, deeply triggered. Like what worlds have we just brought them into, you know? Um, And we don't know. And it's, it's a pretty interesting time to like really look at who you are, who you want to be. Um, why do you do the things you do? Like, why do you have the job that you have? Why do you live in the house that you live in? Um, I mean, I think so many things are just these next to do in our lives that we don't really deeply question. It's like, why do you care what that person thinks of you? Why, why are you so adamant about your kid getting in this one school? You know, it's like, 
the the societal structures of how we judge each other and ourselves is really getting called up into question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I keep talking about this as a time of mirror and mm-hmm. things are being mirrored for us so that we can become more self-aware and understand why things have been triggering us. And I've used this as an example, but I keep I keep being triggered by things I thought I had already worked through and they're mm-hmm. showing up in such big ways. I'm like, what the fuck? I've been working for a year and a half on letting go of whatever this thing is. And now it's so prevalent. And I'm trying to look at it as just another opportunity to shed a deeper layer of this thing that I've worked through. And when you're going through crisis like this, I think it's just peeling back the layers of the onion even deeper so that you can do the deeper work and ask the better questions of why, so that you understand those core beliefs, those core traumas that are really manifesting in a lot of ways right now. And without having your back against the wall, we don't get to look at this the way we normally would. Mm -mm. And I think also taking ownership and sovereignty, you know, we've given a lot of our sovereignty away. We, we trust, I mean, even with a birth, it's like in the medical system, we just, we trust the doctor above our own bodies, like always, like most of us have been raised that way. I mean, maybe it's, it's opening younger generations now, but like my grandmother would always just be like, well, ask the doctor, we'll ask the doctor. I mean, we've given status to these humans to know our own bodies better than ourselves. So like, a, that's a huge one that I feel like people are really looking at now. Um, the answers that we just thought were there, even when it comes to vaccinations, you know, and like now they're mandated in a lot of states where you don't have a choice now. If you want your kids to go to school, they have to be fully vaccinated. That's fine. I don't care. I'm not getting into that argument right now. But I'm just saying, like, looking at your own ownership, like, do you want a government official telling you and your kid what they have to have when they don't even know your genetic makeup, you know, things like that. Um, and you know, civil liberties, a lot, a lot of that is being come, you know, coming up through this right now. Um, there's a lot of ways this could go down where you have to have papers to even leave your neighborhood or to get on a plane. Now you're going to have to have papers. I mean, that could be our future. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be up to date on all your shots to even get on a plane moving forward. I mean, that's a real reality and not just for kids, but for adults and, uh, you know, for you, it's like you have autoimmune issues or you've had them. It's like, that's a real big thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I'm a very sensitive being that would not be good for my system. That would not be good for me. So I can really go into fear about a lot of that stuff. And then it's like, are my kids never up? Are we never going to go on a summer vacation? Like all these things trickle down. Like, I don't know what the future holds, but what I can do is be in today and bring joy in. And, and you also see that like through all the horrible things that have happened in the world, humor is always a healing aspect. Like even in Auschwitz, like people, you know, that know fully well, they're about to get gassed and die. Like the humor they're putting on comedy shows, um, you know, entertaining each other every night, like humor. I mean, that's why the memes are just giving me life at night because I need that release, you know, and it's, it, it is a part of humanity. And I think really owning, owning who you are. I love that. We just got a question. Um, do you have any advice for people who have recently found out they're pregnant with their first child in the current atmosphere? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Question. So like I was saying earlier, it's such a portal of time. I always say pregnancy is really an opportunity for spiritual awakening 
and to have the time and kind of a reason to go deep. I mean, again, like you were just saying, we don't, we don't really make the space and time until we're pushed into it. And for a lot of us, when you get pregnant, you're like, okay, these parts of myself that I want to release, I'm ready to release. I'm going to work on that. These parts of maybe my mom or my grandma or, um, you know, anything, it could be like mental stuff. It could be eating disorders. It could be abusive relationships, like any, any big stuff that you know is not healthy. Like now's a great time to really delve in and clean up that, that stuff and release it. And a lot of times when you do get pregnant, we carry, um, well, I guess we always carry it, but it really comes forward when we're pregnant is in our cells. We carry so much from our matriarchal line, the generations back. I mean, I think for many, many generations. So also, knowing just what comes up for you. And you're like, Oh, I didn't even know I had that. And it might not be yours. So really doing the work of like knowing who you are, what you're feeling, what can you release and what is yours and what's not yours. Um, there's so many great books, but also it might be part of your journey to not read a lot. It might really be a time to go in. And now we have the time to go in. You have the time to meditate, listen to mantras, walk, um, and I come back again to talking to your baby, talking to your baby every day, all throughout the day. This is what's happening. Mommy's feeling stressed right now. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with these germs that are around us right now. And the world's feeling a little weird, but I'm going to do the best I can to create a space for you to come in and as a healthy way as possible. Um, I really believe that makes a big, big difference. Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for joining me this morning. I yeah. am so grateful that we were able to have this conversation and I'm just really proud of you for all of the content that you're putting out in support of mamas and families right now. And in a place where people don't have a lot of answers, I feel like you're such a beautiful guide for everyone. So I appreciate mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Yay. Thank you. I appreciate you. Always, always. Yes. Enjoy your day. Have fun Thank with you. the girls. Thanks, Nature. Babe. Talk to you, you soon. Enjoy your doggies. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do so now and head to ratethispodcast.com slash Kelly to leave a five-star review. And as a bonus for doing that, if you send me a screenshot of your review before you submit, I will get you a little thank you gift in the mail. All right, we have another juicy episode coming for you next week, so stay tuned. And as always, if I can support you in any way, please reach out. Remember, I'm just a DM or an email away. See you guys soon.